What's up, everybody? Welcome to the fascinating world of obstetrics and gynecology. This is Clinical Pearls. Can a spice that's been used for centuries help resolve postpartum depression or depression in general? Let's take a look at the data. All right, first, a quick disclosure. I don't claim to be an expert in homeopathic or complementary medicine, but I can follow the data. Traditional medicine historically has turned its nose upwards against Eastern or herbal remedies. But the tide has turned. The data is so overwhelming for a variety of natural remedies that it can no longer be overlooked or discounted. Now, another disclosure. Although we're going to be talking about the active ingredient in the spice turmeric, which is curcumin, I want you to know that this is not an endorsement for any kind of supplement. I simply think that it's an interesting topic, especially since the rate of postpartum depression Depression keeps rising. Back to the issue at hand. The whole issue of alternative medicine has gained mainstream acceptance. Take, for example, nausea and vomiting of pregnancy. The American College of OBGYN now considers ginger supplementation, P6 pressure point, and vitamin B6 supplementation as first-line prior to traditional medications like Phenergan or Zofran. Well, what does this have to do with depression? Let's take a look at that topic. According to the American College of OBGYN, perinatal depression, which includes major and minor depressive episodes, can occur during pregnancy or in the first 12 months after delivery. It is one of the most common medical complications during pregnancy and the postpartum period, affecting one in seven women. It's important to identify pregnant and postpartum women with depression because untreated perinatal depression and other mood disorders can have devastating effects. Several screening instruments have been validated for use during pregnancy and the postpartum period. The American College of Obstetricians and Gynecologists recommends that OBGYNs and other obstetric care providers screen patients at least once during the perinatal period for depression and anxiety symptoms using a validated standardized tool. Now remember that pre-pregnancy depression is also rampant. Antidepressant use in the United States has soared nearly 65% over the past 15 years, from about 8% in 1999 to 2002 to 13% in 2014. This is according to data from the National Center for Health Statistics, which is part of the CDC. Close to one in four women is on an antidepressant. Women experience major depression twice as often as men do and are two and a half times more likely than men to be on an antidepressant. This is why research is looking towards complementary and alternative methods to try to reduce this burden of antidepressant use. 
Medical research is moving towards prevention strategies during prodromal states. Postpartum blues is often a prodromal state for postpartum depression, with severe postpartum blues strongly associated with an elevated risk for postpartum depression. Currently, for postpartum depression, there are no widespread prevention strategies and no nutraceutical interventions have been developed But this is changing. Research in the field of psychoneuroimmunology has revealed that depression is associated with inflammation manifested by increased levels of pro-inflammatory cytokines. The old paradigm described inflammation as simply one of the many risk factors for depression. But the new paradigm is based on more recent research that has indicated that physical and psychological stressors increase inflammation. These recent studies constitute an important shift in the depression paradigm. Inflammation is not simply a risk factor, it is the risk factor that underlies all of the others. Moreover, inflammation explains why psychosocial, behavioral, and physical risk factors increase the risk of depression. Now, let me make a quick statement here. This is not to disvalidate or discount the effects of serotonin and dopamine and the other neurotransmitters. That is still real, and that is still in effect. However, new data is saying that before those disturbances occur, there's an increase in inflammation that then results or manifest as altered levels in those neurotransmitters. This is true for depression in general and for postpartum depression in particular. Postpartum women are especially vulnerable to these effects because their levels of pro-inflammatory cytokines significantly increase during the last trimester of pregnancy a time when they are also at high risk for depression. Moreover, common experiences of new motherhood like sleep disturbances, postpartum pain, and past or current psychosocial trauma act as stressors that cause pro-inflammatory cytokine levels to rise. Breastfeeding has a protective effect on maternal mental health because it attenuates stress and modulates this inflammatory response, yet another reason to promote breastfeeding. However, breastfeeding difficulties like nipple pain can increase the risk of depression and must be addressed promptly. Well, what does any of this have to do with turmeric, the historic and ancient Indian spice? Let's talk about that. Next, curcumin, the principal compound found in the spice turmeric, has recently been studied for its active role in the treatment of various central nervous system disorders, as well as a cardiovascular system. The compound blocks NFKB. This is a molecule that travels into the nuclei of cells and turns on genes related to inflammation. NFKB is believed to play a major role in many chronic diseases. Curcumin is also a potent antioxidant, helping to reduce the burden of free radicals at the cellular level. Curcumin demonstrates neuroprotective action in Alzheimer's disease, tardive dyskinesia, major depression, epilepsy, and other related neurodegenerative and neuropsychiatric disorders. One of the main drivers of this process is brain-derived neutrotrophic factor, or BDNF, which is a type of growth hormone that functions in the brain. 
many common brain disorders have been linked to decreased levels of this hormone, again, that is BDNF, including depression and Alzheimer's. Interestingly, curcumin can increase brain levels of BD and F. By doing this, it may be effective in delaying or even reversing many brain diseases and age-related decreases in brain function. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. As for cardiovascular health, several studies suggest that curcumin leads to improvements in endothelial function, reducing cardiovascular risk. One study found that it's as effective as exercise, while another showed that it works as well as a drug, atorvastatin. Lastly, research is now looking deeply into curcumin's anti-neoplastic capabilities. Studies have shown that it can contribute to the death of cancerous cells and reduce angiogenesis and metastasis. Next, let's review the data, which includes randomized controlled trials on curcumin use and depression. All right. Once again, it's thought that antioxidants like curcumin can help relieve symptoms of depression by fighting chronic inflammation. This has led to several trials, some randomized controlled or level one evidence to determine whether turmeric might really help for depression. Many are successful and of high quality, opening the door to further exploration. So here's what the research states. Research on turmeric may be just as bright and hopeful as its cheery yellow color. In 2017, a meta-analysis and review looked at all the research to date on turmeric, specifically curcumin, to help treat depression. It found that curcumin may indeed be a safe and effective natural treatment option. A 2017 additional study also found that curcumin reduced depressive symptoms. It was effective on its own and in combination with another herb called saffron. Now, let's take a look at this data in a little bit more detail because this was a randomized, double-blind, placebo-controlled study published in the journal Affective Disorders. Again, that was in 2017 with the lead author being Lopresti. This author or this group of researchers took a look in a randomized, double-blind, placebo-controlled fashion, 123 individuals with major depressive disorder. These researchers allocated the 123 individuals into four different groups, including a placebo and low and high-dose curcumin alone or combined with the other additional substance, saffron. What was their conclusion? Those that had active drug treatments, mainly the moderate and the high-dose curcumin, had significant improvements in their overall depressive symptoms. Prior to that study, in 2015, Yu et al. 
published their findings in the Journal of Clinical Psychopharmacology. This was another randomized, double-blind, placebo-controlled study. These researchers found that curcumin decreased inflammatory cytokines and overall helped to prove that those patients that were being treated with antidepressive medications had increased benefit with the supplemental use of curcumin. A simple Medline or Google search on curcumin's use for mood disorders and depression can find a litany of data dating back to the early 2000s. Pepperine, which is a compound found in culinary black pepper, seems to increase the absorption of curcumin from the GI tract. Studies show that pepperine enhances absorption of other compounds, including the basic agent in turmeric. Because of this, pepperin can make supplements, especially herb-based ones, work faster and more efficiently. A 2013 study showed that curcumin with pepperin was more effective than curcumin alone. Now, here's a caveat. It's hard to get the amount of curcumin used in these trials by dietary agents alone, so most researchers are advocating the use of at least 1,000 to 1,500 milligrams of the supplement BID. And here's a quick note. Results are not fast. In most of the studies, benefits were seen from as early as four weeks, but traditionally up to eight weeks after initiation of daily use. All right. Well, as we end our podcast, what do we know? We know that inflammation and high oxidative stress states are likely the opening trigger for depression. Then come the changes in serotonin, norepi, and dopamine activity levels. So by addressing these inflammatory states head on, first, we can make headway with major depressive episodes and depression in the postpartum period. Now, it's true, there's not a lot of studies focusing on curcumin in postpartum women, but we can extrapolate the data from the trials already in print. Now, remember that this medication has high benefit with a very low-risk profile, although at very high risk, it can trigger some GI upset and some nausea. Nonetheless, it seems to be, as a complementary and alternative medicine, valid for mood disorders and in general for high inflammatory states. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time on Clinical Pearls.